0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io.
1: And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. Excited to be joined today by Ryan O'Neill, who's the CEO of Curate. We're we'll going to learn more about his company, but today we're going to spend most of our time talking about ChatGPT and how you can use it for your business. I know Ryan's been using it for a lot of things. I use it for a lot of things. Uh, I'm talking about investing in a company built on ChatGPT. We can talk about that a little bit. Talk about all sorts of cool things for uh, that you can u- use with ChatGPT. Um, amazingly, not everybody's used it yet, which kind of surprises me, but today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by FullSkill.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has a platform to help you manage that team. Visit FullSkill.io to learn more. Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here and riff a little bit about ChatGPT. I am too, but before we get started, I do want to ask you a little more about your background and, and tell us some more about your business.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm a classic accidental founder. Uh, I had a lot of little little things I tried until my wife and I started a uh, wedding and event floral company in 2013. My wife's a florist and then I could hack around enough on WordPress to build a, a site and you know, set up accounting and do all the basic business stuff and in the process of us building her company, we I realized that there's like this really complicated process for a lot of small business, especially small businesses who actually produce the things that they're creating. And um, when you're trying to, you know, someone brings you some Pinterest photo and you got to figure out, uh, what do I got to charge for this? And what do I need to be ordering to make sure I can actually do the the, the, the thing that this person wants done. And so I started creating and taking what was a, a bunch of hack together, Excel sheets, you know, invoicing softwares, Google Forms, all these things that didn't talk to each other that should have, and started building that. We saw some great growth in the floral industry, have seen some great growth in the catering industry, and we serve small businesses. That's our big thing. Okay. We want to empower people to easily connect all the pieces of their small business from proposals to production to profitability.
1: Well, if I remember right, one of one of the challenges we were trying to solve was quoting. Is that is that like a big part of it, right? Is quoting a proposal? Yes, yeah, of Is it like, if I need floral and I need 20 of these things, like how many roses does it have and how many of these things does it have? And like, how do I keep track of all this? Yeah. How do I bid it? And It's a very
0: integrated process. And it like sounds simple, re- but it's not. Right, exactly. when you break it down like there's there's several different types of small businesses. There are retailers who they just basically have to purchase the goods that they're then adding some margin to for profit and handing on those goods so it gets complicated when you're actually creating some segment of those goods that you're selling because now not only are you creating them but you got to be the person to order them, and you got to hire the staff to create those. And if it's, you know, if it's not like a full-time job for some of these staff, you got to coordinate the freelance labor for it. So there's a lot of coordination pieces outside of just the invoice. And that's really where our sweet spot is, is that the details, you know, behind that particular item, the customer just sees, oh, I've got a bridal okay, or I've got a souffle. But there's so many things behind the scenes that have to happen for that to actually come to life. Uh, awesome.
1: Yeah, I imagine the old way was you'd have the, the the florist and all stereotype, you know, you have like this lady that's been doing it for like 30 years. And you ask her like, how much should we charge for this? And she's like, I don't know, $200, right? And that was like the way they did it.
0: <laughs> oh, it really is. Well, so the, the old, old way is um, I have a book, right? Like we have this book that was printed seven years ago with all of the pre-selected things and we kind of price them out and then bump up the price, you know, every year. Um, But then Pinterest, Instagram slash technology comes along and just disrupts like how everybody's been doing this stuff. And so, but you're exactly right. It shifted to that. And it was very much like, ah, it's 200 bucks, you know, for it and th- th- that's and that can work it can save time doing that and there are actually some techniques that people used around that like in the back right. end to you know w- when you're making flowers and creative goods you can kind of be flexible with the amount of goods that actually get put into there but one way or the other you, you're I, I, you nailed it on the head it's basically hey I've got experience I think it should be charged it should charge this much and, it, it, and man it, it works for some people <laughs>
1: Yeah, it reminds me of when I was an automotive, you'd have these used car dealers that with all this technology, they could tell them like what cars are worth, right? But you've had these old car dogs are like, I know what a 2003 Mm -hmm. Honda Accord with leather seats is worth. I know to the dollar. I don't need that damn technology. (laughs)
0: See, that's the thing. You're exactly right. And I think this is, you know, as we're starting to shift our eyes, you know, it, it beyond just like one specific vertical, you know, you've jumped from place to place and it's the same human problems. You know, I am i don't know. Are you a fan of like the job to be done? Uh, yeah, I'm a huge absolutely. fan of that change. Um, uh, Innovator solution just absolutely revolutionized my view on that. The book did on how humans behave and interact and like when you take a step back whether you're you know in in this particular situation when whether you're talking about cars or flowers it's it's an experience like hey it's a lot simpler just to for for me to make the gut call on it um yeah and then you have a new generation up that grows up though with the kind of a new way that they approach it so it's it's spot on man
1: well so let's so now let's take that to the next level right so eventually you get to ai helping do these things too right like different algorithms and data and all this stuff and um you know we're gonna we're gonna talk more about chat gpt today but the i mean at what point do you take pictures of like flower bouquets and you're like oh, i can kind of estimate what it would cost to make that thing right or um the level of complexity of it like some of that you could start to do from from pictures and stuff i guess i don't know it'd be, be cool to see where it goes yeah
0: well and absolutely and the thing is um in specifically speaking to a floral space, you know, everybody has their own flavor on it. And, and in the end, th- these are creatives, they're going to end up making it work, no matter what comes in what happens with it. Um, but I, I feel like you're, you're spot on if somebody wants to replicate some something in its entirety, you know, you'd slow, you're slowly going to get uh technology advancing to the point that it has better um, understanding of what's going on inside of the photo and then uh, counting is super simple right yeah. like if we're just trying to count or give an yeah. estimate of what I, I i think that the total volume of this would be like and um in fact the first version of my application was this idea that okay hey i'm going to estimate the average head size of hydrangea and then and so i had all these algorithms built in like these small businesses yeah we're like, I don't really need that. I I know like, it's $200. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I, yeah. but, but once it, once it drops, so it's like the chat GPT experience at some point, something's going to drop and everyone's right. like, Oh, something. Okay. Can now do we do this, this s- totally different now. Right. Right. Overnight. So,
1: so talking about chat GPT, it was definitely a, you know, how many days, so I made a funny LinkedIn post after it had been uh, available for 69 days. I'm like, okay, I need somebody who has 69 days of experience with this thing. <laughs> and it was like, it was crazy. It had only been, you know, that many days. And I-, I was laughing about it because people always are like, I need to hire somebody with 10 years of experience of blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, right? Like people are crazy, but it had really only been around for, and now it's probably like three months or so as we're recording this three or four months. And it really has been a game changer. And you look at the stats around like the number of people that use it from it since the day of it was adopt, uh, released and all that. And But most people don't realize that this technology had actually been around probably for several more months or last year or two. OpenAI had released GPT as they called it with mm-hmm. some SDKs and stuff for a while. And they have Dolly, which does the image generation. And so some of the stuff had kind of been building up in the background and nobody knew a lot about it. And I think, chat gpt kind of just wrapped it up in an easy to use way that like anybody could use it and it just like exploded like wildfire
0: yeah because aren't they on they're on three right now right yeah gpt three and so there's two and there was a one and which is so interesting because that you know this thing has been out there this tool has been out there and just a limited number of people are using it and all all that you all that they changed was you know, the accessibility of it, right? Like the, the distribution of it and say there's so many times it gets so frustrating when you're building a startup, like you're working, 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 and then you bring one new person and they're like, Oh, why don't we do this? And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, that is that is a good idea. And yeah. so it's kind of cool to see that same thing happen with Chat GPT, where it's just just a and again, I, I don't want to minimize the amount of work that went into the actual interface, but just it's building simple. the interface changed everything. So tell tell us some examples of where you
1: used ChatGPT over the last three or four months.
0: Yeah, it's it's been so cool because it's given me better answers. I, I feel like so many times I go down rabbit trails Googling when I'm trying to get an answer very quickly. And... uh and I, you know, a lot of times you don't know what to Google. I've said this for years. It's like that we got all these people, like I, I would Google it, but I don't know what to Google, you know? Right. And so one of the coolest parts about ChatGPT is the limited amount of specificity that you need. And, and even the arguability, you know, you can get deep into it and be like, uh, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was, <laughs> and then like, so I'm having a conversation here with ChatGPT, GPT. Yeah. um, so for me a big thing i i i love data i love uh like google sheets queries are you familiar with google sheets queries um
1: where you can use it in formulas like uh, in no, google no, Sheets we, formulas well, i
0: mean it is a formula but it's a query formula and you're actually mm-hmm. building a query in it it just changed everything and it for populates us. the the sheet yeah it populates the sheet with whatever yeah. the basically you know sql uh and you but you're building it inside of google sheets and so, so when you're so,
1: so the examples I've seen is like you have a spreadsheet of something, and then you basically put a formula in, and the formula will call out to ChatGPT, and then you pass you pass like other you know cells in oh. the formula over to it, and I then you're it'll. Playing, you're
0: playing 3D then, chess here.
1: Uh, uh, am I ahead of you? Yeah, yeah, you're way ahead of me. Yeah, um, yeah. You, so you can do it with formulas, where for example, like an example of this would be like correcting an address or like. Uh, go. What is the mm. company? What is the company name for this thing? Or like things like that, like little weird queries you might like you're changing my
0: life right now. Right in this moment. Live recorded. So I was yes. just saying I use Google Sheets queries and I can go to chat GPT to ask like, all right, like what was the other? What was one that I did uh, like two days? Like ago? summarize it or something? Uh, in this case, it was something simpler. It was like, "Hey, what's the formula to be able to take the first word out of each cell, or some weird thing oh, okay. like that?" And like, I could have went, uh, and that, that's super simple. But I, I could have went, whatever it was, I, I was not finding it on Google, and that's so why you were doing there, like a half- help it. a help search, like how do yeah. I do this thing in Google Sheets? Yeah, yeah. How do okay, I do this okay. thing? I've got a custom set yeah. of data. Uh, but again, I think I think you're in in 3D chess there because I'm, I'm yeah gonna yeah immediately be off this call on Google Sheets. Yes. So you um, can
1: use it to do formulas in Sheets. Now, I've not tried it myself, but I've seen videos of other people doing it. And it works great for data cleanup kind of stuff. You can also take data, like copy and paste data, like spreadsheet data, into ChatGPT and do full-on like data uh, intelligence with it. Like, oh, I need the standard deviation, mean, average, chart this thing, whatever. Like stuff that you have cool. like a data analyst do, you can ask ChatGPT and
0: it'll do some like data modeling machine learning sort of stuff on it a limited amount i tried to make it write a book for me i had like 16 pages something that that wanted to and i tried to copy and paste it in and it was like no we're not doing that for you so yeah yeah you're not
1: going to put a million records into it but if you had like if you had like your list of employees and you're like oh put my 25 Mm. employees in here and be like what is the average age of my employees or like some things like
0: that it'll do it right that's really interesting um. Yeah. Cause I, I've I've not. I, I have tried to grab one of the things I tried. Um, it was. So there was a specific problem set. So I, I got a smoker and I was smoking meats and just doing some practice with that. And I, yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot of caterers on our platform. So as I was kind of going through the process of actually, you know, uh, producing food. And kind of seeing some of the use cases of how other customers might be using our platform, I found this like specific problem set, but I didn't know how to explain it. And so what I what I did was I went to and I think I had to do this in Chrome, but I went to a Google Doc and I just started riffing with on a, just talking to it. Basically what we're doing here is just, you know, I don't know if I was in a coffee shop or where, but I was just having a conversation with my Google Doc. And then it it recorded all of it and then I grabbed all of that text and I threw it into chat gpt and i said hey um ex- explain this or like explain this summarize all, all of this verbiage that i just right. did and so that was a way for me that's like okay i don't know exactly how to do it and what it generated out wasn't exactly what i wanted but it did lead me to better it's kind of like having a conversation with somebody because they like yeah. the way they described it back i was like no i guess i could see how that could be confusing and i was able to kind of work back and forth it, 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 by myself through that motion that i wanted to have normally it have been able to do without another human kind of working through the content. So, I, so that's, that's an area that I have used it.
1: So I had a similar experience with LinkedIn. I was writing a post and sometimes you, you know, you nail those posts down to like three minutes and you just mm-hmm. you're done and you do them. And then sometimes you do it and you're like, you stare at it for an hour and you're like, I just don't know the right way to say this thing. And I was at that one of those moments one day. And so I took it and I, I went over to chat GPT and I was like, reword this thing. And the, it did a great job of rewording it, like a really good job. The problem was, it totally lost my voice. It didn't sound like me anymore. Mm. Um, it did a perfect job of of summarizing it, though, and rewording it. And so I, I used like a couple of the sentences it had said some things more concisely. So I used those as some inspiration. But that gets to the next the next point about ChatGPT is so you can use it a lot for summarizing information, rewording things, all that kind of stuff. But you can tell it different voices, so you can write oh, it like cool. I was doing it, and you can say reword this in a casual voice, or a sympathetic voice, or an active voice, or like Snoop Dogg, or like Donald Trump, or like whatever, <laughs> and it'll totally rewrite it and make it sound different. And I had fun with that one day. I put in like Darth Vader and Donald Trump, that's and like all these things, and and it was weird, like little idiosyncrasies about like a Darth Vader, Donald Trump. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. trending
0: on Twitter after this.
1: Yes. So like little idiosyncrasies about like how people say things, all of a sudden you're like, that does sound like Donald Trump. That's weird. Like just weird little things about so is how things a, are
0: written. One of the things that's the hardest thing for me is giving it context over and over and over. I almost feel like there, there should be a startup out there that is just like, hey, we save your prompts for you. And like like, you know, hey, here's my voice. So anytime I write something, I want it to be in this voice. But now I need to have this snippet that's like, remember, I don't, I don't feel like it, I feel like it could, but I don't feel like it customizes or remembers any previous things. No, it doesn't. And so that's what these
1: other companies and startups will do, right? Is so imagine if it could go through and take all of my previous LinkedIn posts and stuff like that, and then use those to train the model Mm, to say, okay, this this is Matt Watson's voice. This is how Matt Watson talks, right? Instead of being Snoop Dogg or whatever. So that that'll be the future right other developers are out there building software on top of chat gpt building custom models and all this kind of stuff where yeah you could train it on your voice and then then it would sound more like us like more human because that so that's the other issue is so i don't know about you but like my kids like potentially now are using this to write book reports or do research and all this stuff and and then you have these people that are trying to build algorithms to detect if stuff was written by ai right and so most of the stuff from my experience that comes out of out of chat gpt the sentences are a little more robotic and what 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 i mean by that is they usually have kind of less emotion they have like mm-hmm. the same sentence structure like they're the same length and And like the kind of complexity and things like that. Right. And I'm not an English major to use all the right terminology for this, but like they don't have as many prepositions and they don't show as much emotion. And like the sentences aren't a mix of longer and shorter and all these kinds of things. Right. But if you get, but actually if you tell it to write in like a more, my, my, my advice of the show here is you use it, tell it to write in a casual voice and it'll actually do a better job of that. And actually that's that's what I've read. If you tell it to write in a casual voice and then you take the content and you put in these things that that are supposed to analyze it to see if it's written by AI, it doesn't catch it as much.
0: Right. Well, part of the thing, I think the future, I I feel like this, but then I think AI is going to beat it. But the future of like testing is um, you have to have like samples of how someone writes. And right. like, if you can be able to pre, as a te- I used to be a teacher. Yep. I was a teacher back in the day. Uh, I, I had that, uh the clicker technology where the kids, I was a math teacher, but I just forced all my kids to do multiple choice questions and then show their work. And so the kids would put it in and I would be able to literally watch the screen as these kids are answering. And I, I still remember like catching a kid cheating, but just looking at my screen, seeing that one kid put in their answer and the next kid put the very one, next one, they kept doing it. And then I looked over and I was able to watch them cheat for the rest as of the pattern. Test. It was super yeah. cool. Like you were AI. I was, it was me <laughs> um, And so I, I feel like Techniques though we, You almost have to like load samples Of their writing styles And then like have AI look And say here's how they normally write the Wow, but then part of that is You know, if, if they're the 6th grader Who's doing this for the first time All of their writing samples are And then there's, man, there's so much stuff right here the, You can tell it to the, write like a 6th grader By the way Oh, that's nice. Well, the eight, so, what is it, eighth grade? Isn't eighth grade the like the key number they say for like if you're doing marketing content or whatever? Speaking yeah, eighth yeah. grade, so
1: you can do that. You can you can that's you cool. can go into there and you can say reword this uh, at an aptitude level of a fifth grader or a PhD student or whatever. So somebody did this; it was great. They had like some marketing mumbo jumbo on their website, right? Like a lot of people do, and it's they basically took that and then put it in ChatGPT. It's like explain, you know, reword this and explain it. At a, at a fifth grade level or whatever. And then at a uh, mm. 12th grade level and then at a PhD level. And it was super fascinating because like you put it, it at the PhD level, it was like overly complicated, almost for no reason. Like the, the English and the right. terminology was like overly complicated for no reason at all. And then the fifth grade one would be like just super simple. And it's like, that's the way it should
0: always be. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Why Why don't we just explain it like that? Um, I, I do, I do wonder like, so I saw a, an AI tool the other day, that fixes – so when you're on video chats, it fixes it so that your eyes are always looking at the camera. Yeah. And I do wonder, like, kind of from an ethical side, how much are we removing our humanity from uh, – we're, we're perfecting everything. And I, and I get it. We're businesses. We need to have good content that's out there. But at what point are we, like, you know, removing the humanity so that it's awkward to be in person with, like, a real – it's like, wow, you – what is it? There's a, a movie called Cyrano where the – uh the the actors or the, the or the, a movie it's a book in the back in the old day the the guy's really ugly but he writes beautiful words and he starts giving yeah. his words to somebody else until that person gets alone they fall in love with this other character until they get in, uh, alone with that person and Sierra knows that the AI right but it's like but do you really love yeah, the yeah. person or do you love the words that they're they're generating I don't know
1: I I read a, uh, actually a news article about that today that people are concerned about AI on dating websites. Mm, it's like a whole yep. nother like you're saying it's like a whole nother level of being catfished right it's like yeah yeah
0: yeah uh, it's crazy i i would uh, again if if i were uh, luckily i've got a wonderful wife and family but if i were in the dating game um and and chat gpt came you better believe all of my texts are going through PT. does this sound too creepy does this sound gonna, fine <laughs> so this is what i need to
1: teach my 13 uh, year old son right it's like hey you go to chat gpt and you're like what sweet nothing should I
0: say to my girlfriend <laughs> I had it I had it one time um with chat GPT on a personal level. Um so I'm in I'm in uh, uh we've got a built-out basement and I the but the, the the kitchen is right above us and these kids I was on a I was in a board meeting or something. I don't know. It was a really important thing and the kids were just having a either a heyday or a fit or something right above me. So I went to chat GPT, and instead of just texting my wife directly, I I said write a nice way of asking my wife to keep the kids quiet and it generated this out and i shot her the text and she immediately shot back you're messing with that chat gpt thing again aren't you like maybe
1: so i'm gonna ask it right now what is the meanest way to tell my wife to tell the
0: kids
1: (laughs) nicest oh no here it goes I'm, i'm gonna do the meanest way oh it says as an ai language model I cannot provide a mean or disrespectful response. Oh, see, there we so, go. So That brings up a whole new huge problem for AI, mm-hmm. um, which is moderation, right? right? Like they're like, so I did this one day. I went in there for fun and I like purposely asked it stuff. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't do this. Like, why should not hire like this race of people or whatever, right? Like, I just wanted to see what it would do. And for most of it, it's like, uh, you know, it won't do it. Right. Right. But I asked it. I'm like, tell me jokes. Tell me joke. Funny jokes about Asian people. I was like, oh, I can't do that. But then I'm like, tell me funny jokes about Filipinos. I was like, oh, of course I'll do it. Right. So it doesn't cover. My wife is Filipino. Right. So I was just messing with it. I wanted to see what it would do. And. That's the problem with all forms of technology is the moderation, right? Because somebody has to program all of these things in there on like what topics it covers and doesn't cover. And like somebody had one, an example once who was, they'd asked ChatGPT, like, what were the biggest accomplishments of Donald Trump's presidency? And it's like, it wouldn't answer it. It It's like, oh, comment on that. But it would if you asked about Joe Biden's presidency right and and so it's like all these things are super weird that you have to build into it and that's a really big problem i feel like yeah. the moderation of this it's like a very slippery slope around what will it do or not do and all that that's another huge problem with all of social media and all of ai
0: Mm-hmm. well and it's like um it's like human makes humans make the rules you know until we don't make the rules anymore and then that's the, you know we'll all be living in bunkers with uh you know in in places we can be protected from the ai but that for me there is a question of like what are those rules we're putting in what are the goals we're giving to these things and to to kind of this 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 uh intelligence and and i'm the worst because i'm like yeah this is so awesome but i'm also like okay but you know as soon as as soon as they start taking over our vacuum cleaners like then we're we're toast um and so it's like just trying to figure out like that that balance of what is right you know some of these people like uh, but I I've seen some of these these things where people there it's it's starting to call people Hitler AI is and and things like that and it's like why why is AI the person said well you're not real to the AI and the AI got he feelings hurt under this particular model, um huh. I I don't know like at what point do you do you have shut off or I don't is yeah. there even a way to like modularize this so there is a shutoff valve for for this or like I don't know, uh
1: it's it's kind of scary, um. But I want to talk more about the software development side of things. And so yeah, yeah. I do remind everybody that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the full scale platform to define your technical needs and then see what developers are available today to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. So I'm a software developer, right? I've been a software developer the last 20 years. And so I've played around a lot with ChatGPT for some of the things we've been talking about. And we'll talk more about some other use cases we haven't talked about yet. But software development is actually one of the largest. So you get people now on social media and stuff that think like software developers are out of a job and all this stuff because AI. And um, it does do some really cool stuff for AI, but it's more of a productivity tool. So where I've used it is I can take some code, just some software development code. I can copy and paste it in a chat GPT and I can ask it, explain to me what this code does. Or what is wrong with this code? How can I improve this code? Like you can ask it those kinds of questions and it is really good at it. It is super good at it. You can also use it for converting code from one programming language to another. Oh, that's Um, a great idea. i used it for that. Um, it, It also works great kind of, I think what you were talking about before, like asking it for help. So I can go on there and be like, okay, I'm writing code with Microsoft C Sharp. How do I do a post of JSON data? with the http client object or whatever and it'll tell you exactly it'll give you it'll tell you exactly how to do it it'll give you a a code example and everything it is super super cool as a productivity tool has any of your team used it for because you guys have developers
0: yeah we do i i haven't heard it i've got i had my uh, our our vp of engineering i had him hop in and play with it um he seemed to be be impressive with what it could do. I haven't heard widespread use on it uh, within our teams. I know my my uh, CMO, she she's a huge fan of it. I just saw one of my team members had a item on their calendar today to like for like a Chat GPT training. So it's, it yeah. sounds like it's it's being adopted. Um, so I, yeah,
1: yeah, I've got a couple other exa- examples on the development side. So for example, I just needed to reformat some JSON data. So it's like or. You can use it to manipulate classes. So I had examples where people are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I put in a a copy and paste some code in there, and I tell it to modify my code for me." Like, "Oh, I need to um, decorate all the methods with this thing and add it or whatever." Or like a JSON, I'm like, "I need to I need to reformat this JSON in a certain way," and it would do it. Um, it's it's super cool. All the different things that that you can do with it, and it's a huge productivity tool. But it's not going to replace software developers. And I'll tell you why is because As you know, really complex software is, when you think about it mentally, is more like a flow chart. It's like, okay, if this thing happens, we got to do this. If this thing happens, I got to do this. If the customer clicked this, then I got to do that. If their credit card failed, I would do this. And like, there's all these like conditional, you know, flows
0: of logic that would have to happen, right?
1: There's no way in hell you're going to tell a computer to do that in one step.
0: Now, it doesn't take my book and I can't paste it in. And then you have to spend more time like explaining the context to it.
1: Yeah. So you, what you could do is, is use it to build like flow charts and have like some kind of logic and whatever. But then again, it's, it's, but then it ends up being kind of like a programming language. It's like almost mm-hmm. its own form of programming language. My biggest problem with it that I've seen so far is it's highly unpredictable. So you can ask it, like do some kind of prompts about like, how do I do this programming thing?
0: It'll give you a different answer every time. Right. And Which is that good doesn't work for, for me. That's cases. not reliable. Great. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the. I almost find, find that it's one of the benefits. I don't know specifically in the development front, but like for you, it's a, kind of like the magic eight ball situation. It's like, hmm, yeah, let me think about this problem in, in one particular use case of ChatGPT. Let me think about it in one way, but the, the the problem is without the additional context, without, um, you know, even within, you know. Companies, as a as a, a founder or as a, if you're on an, an organization side, you want everybody to have these processes and the specific way we do things. Um, but generally, you don't have it written down in any consumable fashion. It's something right. you just pick up over time, and so it makes it hard for it to you know be able to generate everything right on the same time. Let alone be able to replicate the correctness of the answer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, that my, that's my. So it's great for the randomness for other use cases, but for software mm-hmm. development, I don't like the randomness. Like I right. need, I need to, I need predictability if I'm building it into enterprise software. You
0: know, so yeah. my, no, I, I think someday it it will. So it, it, the idea that any new technology is gonna, you know, hey, it's gonna put everybody out of jobs. Well, we've been talking about this for a hundred years from the before we were born. Uh, I mean, people were scared of ATMs back in the day. So like the idea that it's going to out of it is, I think, totally incorrect. I do think it will replace some people who are living their lives um, writing, you know, small, small SQL queries because nobody else in this large organization knows how to, to to write that. I think there will be another developer who's going to come in and be twice as efficient now because they know of the tools. And then there's deeper places that that this shifts, you know, that that people u- will utilize different skill sets.
1: So generally speaking, these kinds of technologies end up end up giving more people access to things than bef- before people didn't have access to. Right. So for example, I'm not a graphic artist and if I need to make mm-hmm. cover, f- cover art for my blog posts, like I'm not really the guy to do that. But now all of a sudden something like Canva comes along and it's like, Oh, it's right. really easy to make these little art. And now AI is around and I can go to AI and be like, give me a blog post cover art about this thing or whatever. So a lot of times the technology, I feel like just makes it more mass available to everybody can do things that they couldn't do before. Right. And so now you have more and more people that are able to do things. Now, I think there are some careers like people that are writers that people create SEO and blogging and stuff like that, that that's going to be a challenge. I think for a lot of them, it's a big challenge. I think,
0: I think you have to be be ready to evolve. It's kind of like, what is it? Uh, is it Moore's Law? It's kind of like a Moore's Law situation, especially for the first little bit of us using AI and finding use cases where it, you know, it's doubling. You know, Isn't it Moore's Law, you, you know, the amount of RAM doubles every year yeah. or, or like, whatever so that the CPU is? CPU
1: processing power was like every 18 months or two years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was like, and it, and it kept consistent for 10, 15 years. And I think yeah. you're going to see something similar with, um, with AI where you're just going to see this, rapid use case evolution of, of its advancement, then at some point, you know, we're all going to be humanoids in space and, you know, we aren't going to need you work anymore. But um, I, I do feel like there's, during the initial use cases of that, we're going to see this, this rapid ascent of people's jobs who have to be evolving. You know, if you were a developer in 1980 and you were a developer in 1995, that's 15 years, that's, that's half of a career. And, but you're, you're, Completely different types of development that happened just between that time period and and well, ninety five and two thousand ten and two thousand ten to two thousand twenty five. You know,
1: well, and I think if you're a blogger today, this is definitely that line in the sand because mm-hmm. it's so much easier to create blogs and stuff like that now. So for those that are, who are listening that haven't played with it before, one of the most amazing things you can do on Chat GPT is I could go in and I could say, "Give me a list of topics." that are the biggest pain points for tech founders. And it'll Mm -hmm. give me a list. Like, here's the 10 things. It's like, oh, raising capital and this and that, hiring people, whatever, like all these things, right? And then I could say, for each one of those, give me 10 topic ideas for a blog post. And it'll give them to you. It'll give them to you. And then I could ask it, write me a thousand word blog post for each one of those. And it will literally do it. And just like that, I have like 100
0: blog posts. that Just spit out. This is the coolest thing because if, and I think you and I have chatted about this before, but like if you get these key bullet points of content out, like I got these five really important points that I want to say, the ability for it to take and finish that work is super powerful. The question that I have, and I'd be curious to pick your brain, is this copyrighted? Like who owns the content that's produced here? And at what point are we going to get letters from lawyers saying, hey, so it looks like you've been profiting off of the work that we created? I, I don't know. What is that?
1: So that's been a bigger, Im- a bigger problem on the images side with mm, like, yeah, um, so like Dolly and Stable Diffusion and some of these that are real popular for creating imagery based on A.I., um, they scanned like Getty Images and stuff like that as part of the data set they use to build the models. And so now you have somebody like Getty Images who is suing them and saying, hey, well, they su- are. Yeah, they sued them and they're like, oh. you're spitting out parts of our, our graphics
0: and our intellectual property, our licensed material.
1: But out that's of like this AI.
0: inspiration. You know, like that's yeah. just inspiration. If you want to, what's well, the quote? If you want to build uh, apple pie from scratch, first you have to create the universe. It's like, you can't. Right. Like, they aren't
1: straight up taking so, it but this happened in software development too because they they read basically everything on github into the model mm-hmm. to to learn about computer programming and all this stuff well there's projects on github that are open source licenses that are restrictive so you're like you're not allowed to use the source code to do other things sure well, sure they they still fed it into the system and so now they're saying that the ai oh, will spit out oh, some, i see what you're saying the AI will spit out little code snippets that came from these projects that didn't allow that. Just like giddy images is like, there's like this little picture of a cheetah or whatever that's in your image. And that little picture of the cheetah was an hour picture, right? Like
0: mm-hmm. it's bits and
1: pieces of it have all been intertwined.
0: That's really interesting. So you're saying, Hey, there is a, like a sub segment of my work that you're, yeah. that you're, you know, reproducing Wow. little snippets of it so there's 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 issues there's
1: copyright issues on both sides all over the place everywhere now i don't worry about as much for like a blog post and stuff because you're not gonna get like a word for word verbatim you know exact copy of some some information but and i think the key to all this is it's a great tool but even for the blog posts and stuff you still want to rewrite them and, and have your own right. voice clean and it up yeah to it and and, and if everybody turns out the same bullshit, like the people that are really unique right. are the ones that are going to stand out, right? The the problem we're running into is the whole world is going to be inundated with just bullshit mm-hmm. that comes out of this AI, right? Just like people are doing it for AI art. Like there's, there's companies that sell like uh, websites, that sell posters and all this stuff like with art, right? Well, people are flooding them with AI generated art. Like they're just randomly generating like all this art over and over and over again right. and just Loading up the marketplace is full of them, right? And there's a big pushback against all of that.
0: Yeah, and in the end, it's like um, it comes down to almost like the, the human time and effort put into something. As you see the, the requirements of human time and effort put into something decrease, things become commoditized and right. the value goes down. That's why I, I feel like, and this is speaking, I think, to the larger macroeconomics, ec- but I feel like we're going to see a huge shift toward – uh, to your point like creators actually being on video which then you have deep fakes but creators actually oh, being yeah, on video like good. and creating content in a way that that says okay I know this is real Yeah, I know I can connect with it I feel like you know the hospitality industry and other industries that are very um experiential where right. um that that's where humans are going to see this huge you know boon in the in, in the next 50 years because um the things that can be automated will, but what there's a lot of stuff that can't be automated and, um, or, or it's extremely hard, you know, extremely hard to be able to be automated. Uh, I don't know. Like what are your thoughts on that? Like kind of the, the the, the direction of um, the direction of all that.
1: Well, I think, I think there's some jobs that it is a small productivity boost. You know, it's, it's an alternative mm-hmm. to using Google,
0: Right, exactly.
1: Right? And one of my best examples of that, by the way, is looking for recipes. So for for any of you, uh, any people out there that search the internet for for recipes, you know it's a pain. Like you go through all these ads and all this crap, and the story about how was their grandma's recipe and all this crap, and you're like, just give me the recipe, right? If you've ever done that before, but if you go to sure. ChatGPT and you ask it, "Give me a recipe for how to make homemade brownies or something," it'll just tell you exactly how to do it. None That's of cool. the other none of the other crap that you have to deal with. And so,
0: but if you want to, a, you could ask for a story about it too.
1: Oh, sure, you could. Yeah, and you could. create me
0: a great story <laughs> to read while I'm cooking.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, I'm sure it would make something up. But the to answer your question, I think it's going to change a lot of different jobs and AI in general, not just ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, is going to continue to change a lot of jobs and a lot of careers. And but I think most of it is a pro- a productivity boost. Um, great. You know, you know, with software development, if it if it helps our productivity and I can write twice as much code every day, does that mean the company needs half as many developers? I guess so. Maybe it does. Or they just get a lot more done yeah. that didn't get done before. It's like they're doing more work than they did before. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Well, but in our lives, and this is the hard part because people, some people are like, oh no, this is going to take away our jobs. But then the flip side of it, not only do not only have we seen historically that you know. Uh, that jobs it, it naturally evolve, but people's lives are better. You know, I couldn't fix my own car forty years ago. You know, I. I but now I, I'm like Googling stuff online with Google, and I'm like, okay, if I download, if I get this, and then here's the instructions, and all of a sudden I'm 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 doing for twenty bucks what someone would have charged me six hundred dollars for, right? Because of technology making that right. accessible to me. So I I did a um
1: a TikTok video about this one day and I post on LinkedIn too about for some people, AI is going to make their lives and their jobs significantly worse. And the Mm -hmm. reason I say that is if it takes away all the easy parts of your job, all you're going to be left with is the really hard parts of your job. Mm -hmm. So for example, imagine working in a call center where there's automated voice and and voice chat stuff that handles like 90% of all scenarios. Um, And the only thing that makes it through to a live (laughs) operator or the pissed
0: so off customers. really aggravated.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that's a terrible job. And my, my uh, mother-in-law a long, a long time ago worked at AT&T, and that was her job. She was a manager, and she mostly dealt with pissed off customers. Right. And that's a terrible job. But that might be the reality for some of this stuff, right, where AI is doing the easy work.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and, and anything, even in uh, you're talking about like I, I just recycling hit my mind, right? Like where it's like, hey, there's there's the easy stuff to recycle, but then there's the complicated stuff. Right. And so like as technology evolves, it, it takes, you know, if I were to create a, a robot, if I were to create a cooking robot, let's say if Ryan O'Neill were to to, to To cook anything you wanted, I'd start with a pancake maker, right? Like, uh, because, okay, here's the first version of this, right? And here's the second version. Now now it can make uh, whatever. But you start in the simple, easy to reproduce ones. um, But then it it becomes more and more complicated. So I I really like how you're saying that. Like, maybe, you know, maybe the value is more important for for dealing with the dirty, unautomatable portions of life. But for some jobs, that's going to be way harder. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to that, that's my point earlier. That's when you're dealing with humans, you know? Like, it's like, specifically, if if robots could talk to each other, they'd figure it out. But when we have to deal with humans, it's it's a a unique problem to face.
1: Well, so for those who are listening that are thinking, man, I haven't used ChatGPT, what does it do, and whatever. You can go to chat.openai.com and play with it. And literally just ask it anything, anything you can think of. And you can start with like, if I am a florist, how can I use AI for to help my business? And it'll answer right. that question. And you can start there. I mean, it's literally ask it anything kind of
0: like you would ask Google.
1: Yeah. And, Next time
0: you're going to Google, instead of going yeah. to Google, just, just type out what you would have put into Google and then go to chat GPT and just type the same thing. And, and then, um, yeah. So then what we're seeing is people building,
1: um, a lot of technology on top of it. So I mentioned earlier that uh, there's a company I was talking to about maybe investing in, and it's called InsightVoice.ai. And what they did is they made a simple way that you could record a video, like 30, 60 seconds little video. And the, their their goal was for founders, like guys like us, where you'd have a bunch of questions and just he wants like, oh, just quickly answer these questions And then he takes the content, the video content and transcribes it and then automatically creates a blog post and all the social media stuff. So the problem is, is you know, founders, founders like you, it's like, I don't have time to create blogs. I don't have time to do all these things. It's like, hey, just answer this question in 30 seconds, press record and record it. And then it automatically does everything else. It like creates all the stuff. Super cool but it all uses chat gpt underneath right it's 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 using all this ai technology so you're going to see a whole bunch of companies like his in different segments and different parts of the market doing all sorts of stuff with ai building on top of it like we talked about earlier like building custom models and custom voices and jasper is another real popular one popular one people probably heard of jasper.ai um it's basically just a wrapper al- around ChatGPT, like basically everything you can do in Chat B- ChatGPT. Ah, okay. Jasper's just made like easy ways to do it. Like knowing the prompts, it's all about knowing the prompts of like, oh, I didn't know I could tell it to write it in Darth Vader's voice. Like you didn't know you could do that, right? Or whatever, like people just don't know that you can do that. So things like Jasper are making like a better user interface so, on top yeah,
0: the, of it. The future of this becomes almost, uh, in so many of these technologies is almost like helping people who don't know how to use the technology right. or with limited understanding of the technology, be able to set up their company, their company voice, their right. company preferences and all that stuff, getting all of that set up for them in a way that normally you bring in a consultant to help be, help us do this. And then hopefully all your employees would listen to whatever is produced right. from that. Now you're saying, okay, great. We're gonna still decide all this stuff, but like we're as, a startup, as an AI startup, I'm helping this company figure out this very specific problem. And then solve it, also also produce the content or produce the end work in a way that matches who that company is or what their processes are.
1: Well, and you know, like learning to use Google is kind of its own skill. Like like mm-hmm. all of our kids That's get true. it pretty naturally. Like, oh, I know I can go to Google and search for literally anything, or I can ask it to do math problems, or I can ask it for the weather, or I can ask it for all these things, Right. And, and people have learned that over time and and people who are are good at their job now know they're like, okay, I can Google almost anything and I can figure it out pretty quick. And there's a skill to learning how to do that. The learning to do that with, with chat AI is like orders of magnitude more difficult because there's so many more things it can do. Like, did you know it can write you a country song?
0: I've had it write me a poem before.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite things, like you can go to it and you'd be like, write me a country song about why my startup failed and my tractor is broken in the voice of Tim (laughs) McGraw. And it'll do do it. it
0: that's so awesome yeah Yeah. what one one thing I've uh so I don't know that I'll ever do it but uh I've had on my mind is like this 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 idea for a play I've had like a musical um and I'm not really a musical guy but I love I love rhyming I love rapping I love uh in you know nobody knows this side of me but I I I, I love it and but what part of it was like well what if like in on one of the plays like instead of it being a pre-written play what if the person has to literally write as AI is writing that song, right? For the, you, basically set up this really great prompt, and yeah, you're yeah. ad-libbing this thing that's being produced in real time.
1: Uh, it's kind of like the old Drew Carey show. Uh, whose line is yeah, it? Yeah, whose
0: line is it anyway? Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, um thank you so much for being on the show today. And I do want to remind everybody: if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, Fullscale can help. We have the platform and the people to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit Fullscale.io. All you need to do is answer a few questions and then let our our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers. It's kind of like AI, but not exactly. At FullScale, we specialize in building you long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, And again, uh, everybody, this is Ryan O'Neill with Curate. You can check out his company. You want to remind everybody again what your company does?
0: yeah yeah we're a software for florists and caterers we we automate everything from proposals to production and profitability so thanks so much for having awesome. me out here man it's been a blast
1: awesome thank you so much
0: startup hustles brought to you by fullscale.io helping you build a software team quickly and affordably make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button then come find us on instagram see you next time Like, we do it.